and where we left off and their demand for a king. Um, it is last week's lesson. There are, I think, two sheets up here if you need an outline. I'm not sure who, who did not get one last week. If you'd like one, just raise your hand and Alyssa will get one to you. I think there's two sheets up here. Number one, in the outline, we see the appeal that the children of Israel come to Samuel and ask for and ask for a king. They demand for a king. Give us a king, verse number six says. Give us a king. And uh, then we see the ask from Samuel. Samuel goes and he prays about what he needs to do for the Lord. What? Lord, Lord, I don't want them to have a king. I don't think they need a king. And God tells him to let them have a king. And so tonight, let's look at the amount, if you will. The amount. What does that mean? What do you mean by the amount? The amount of the cost. The price. You know, honestly, I don't know about you, but I'm this way. When I go, when I go to a restaurant, you know what I look at? The, the amount. You know, I look at the amount before I order what I'm going to order. I don't go into a restaurant without looking at how much it's going to cost first. I, I, honestly... It, yeah, just the way that I am, I, most of the time, not every time, but most of the time, I'm going to find the cheapest item on the, on the menu, and I'm going to figure out a way to pick that. I don't know. I don't know why I am that way, but that's what I do. But I'm going to make sure, and I pick that price. Now, it's not every time I do that, but a lot, most of the time when I go into a restaurant, I'm going to try to get something that's not super-duper expensive and uh, something right there in that price range. Why? Because I know how much it's going to cost. And you say, why is that important? Because I've got to pay you the bill at the end of the day, right? Right? Okay. Or if someone else is paying the bill, I sure don't want to make them pay for the most expensive meal. Yeah, look, I, maybe, I, maybe I'm weird about that, but if someone else is paying, if someone else is putting the bill, I'm going to make sure I, I try to get as, as cheap as I can get. I don't know. But anyways, you say, why do you say that? Why do you say that? Because the children of Israel demanded for a king. They wanted a king. They just desperately wanted a king. And Samuel said, well, here's the price. And he lays it out there in the verses that we're going to read. He lays out the price, what it's going to cost, what it's going to do to them as a nation. And they get to choose whether they want it or not. Now, if you, and life's not always like this, but if you could see, if you choose this decision, you'll have these results. And if you make this decision, you'll have this results. Wouldn't it be nice if everything was laid out like that? But it's not, okay? So sometimes you have to make a choice, trusting the Lord and knowing that the Lord will take care of it. But here's the deal. In the, next verse, in the next verses, let's go ahead and read a couple of verses. And Samuel lays out to them the price in verse number 10. <coughs> okay, let me back up. In 1 Samuel chapter uh, 8 and verse number 9. Let me get there first. I guess I need to turn there. Verse number 9. The Bible says, When they demanded for a king, now therefore hearken unto their voice, howbeit yet protest solemnly. The Lord told him to go ahead and protest because Samuel didn't agree with them getting a king. Verse 10. And Samuel told all the words of the Lord unto all the, unto the people that ask him of a king, of him a king. And he said, this will be the manner of a king that shall reign over you. 
he will take your sons and appoint them for himself, for his chariots, and to be his horsemen, and shall run before his chariots, and he shall, and he will appoint him captains over thousands and captains over fifties, and he will set them to ear his ground, and to reap his harvest, and to make his instruments of war and instruments of chariots. And he will take your daughters to be confectionaries and to be cooks and to be bakers. Boy, if they did that to the girls today, they, might, they would come up quite empty a lot of times today. Get them to be bakers and cooks and confectionaries. Okay, I thought maybe I'd get a laugh out of that or something, but I, they're not training girls nowadays to do that kind of stuff, are they? No, no. All right, anyway, you guys, I, I, okay. Anyway, all right, verse 14. And he will, and he will take your fields and your vineyards and your olive and your olive yards, even the best of them, and give them to his servants. And he will take the tenth of your seed and, the, and your vineyards and give to his officers and to his servants. And he will take your men servants and your maid servants and your goodliest young men and your asses and put them to his work. And he will take the tenth of your sheep and he shall be, and you shall be his servants and you shall cry out in the day because of your king, which ye shall have chosen you. And the Lord will not hear you in that day. Now, boy, that's a big, long receipt, isn't it? Let's look at it. King, uh, uh, Judge Samuel, Prophet Samuel tells him that if you want a king, he's going to take your sons. The cost is going to be this. He's going to take your sons. He's going to take your sons in verse number 11 and he's going to make sure that uh, he's going to appoint them for himself and his chariots and to be his horsemen. And then in verse number 13, he's going to take your daughters to be confectionaries and cooks and bakers. And then look down in verse number 14. And he, uh, and even the best of them, and give them to his servants. So even, and in verse number 16, he'll take your servants, your men servants and your maid servants. Now, you want a king, Israel? You want a king? Think about this, Dad, okay? You've got a huge farm. You, are, you're, uh, you have hundreds and hundreds of acres that you have to farm. You have to take care of. You have to make sure it's farmed because your family depends on your farm to eat. I'm looking you square in the eye and telling you, look, if you want a king, he's going to come take your kids. He's going to come take your sons. He's going to come take your daughters. He's going to take your men servants. He's going to take your maid servants. And, and, he's going to get the best of them. Mm -hmm. And leave you the worst. Mm -hmm. That's right. Leave you the lame. Mm -hmm. Leave you those that can't work. That's right. Leave you those that, nah, they're not fit to be in the king's service. Mm -hmm. What do you think about that cost? You th you signing up for that? You signing up for that? That's high cost. That's very high cost. That's high cost. Wouldn't you? Don't you think? Oh yeah. Uh, he's out. out. Forget about him. <laughs> that's what the king would demand, and that's what the king does demand later on, because the king in I think in verse number what is it verse number ten. By verse number, yeah, verse number 11, I'm sorry. And this will be the manner of the king and that he shall reign over who? You. Who's going to be your king? The king that you choose. 
Now, why a king? Why do you need a king if that's what he's going to take from you? What's the purpose? Oh, that's right there, right there. That, that's what he says. He says, we want to be like them other nations over there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hey, let me ask you something. What does sin do? What does sin do to you? What does sin do to you? It takes and takes and takes and takes until there's nothing left. That's right. Sin will take the best, best years from your life, won't it? That, we, yes, you're right. Hmm? You're right. It'll take the best from you? That's right. Sin will. That's right. Now, what kind of sin will take? What, what kind of sin will take that from you? Oh, just the bad stuff, right? <laughs> what kind of sin? Come on now. Help me out. Vanity. Vanity. Pride. Pride. Lust. Lust. Immorality. Greed. Greed. Mm-hmm. These six things that the Lord ate, yea, seven are an abomination to him. A proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, feet that are, feet, feet that are swift to mischief. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. But how easy is it sometimes for us to just brush the sin under and nah, it's not that big of a deal. Especially when we want to classify it as a little white lie, right? And we want to classify sin. Well, this sin is, whoa, man, that sin is wicked. But my sin of backbiting and tailbearing and gossiping, eh, it's not that bad, right? Pride, right? The inward sins that no one sees, the inward sins that no one, that no one knows about. Those are not as bad as those outward sins that everyone sees. But every sin is equal in the sight of the Lord. Every sin. All right, any thoughts or questions about, man, what does sin take? What is that, what is that song that says sin will take you farther than you want to go? Sin will cost you far more than you want to pay? You ever seen somebody? I, I've seen people. I've seen somebody who liked the sin and couldn't stop the sin, and is ruined. It is ruining. Hasn't ruined their life, but it is ruining their life. Ruining their life. Guy, tell me. Man, I, I, want, I want what you have. I, I, want, I want to get married. I want to have kids. I'm like, well, then you have to make sure that you put things in your life and do things that are right. You can't expect to have those things without taking proper steps to get there. Does that make sense? And sin will cause us not to get those things that we need, those things that we desire because sin gets in our way. Because sin destroys Sin destroys relationships. Sin destroys our, our walk with the Lord. Sin, I mean, you just, whatever that sin is, it destroys it. All right, anybody have any thoughts? Well, people think they can get away with it. Yeah, just, uh, well, I'm going to go. 
still smoke. This guy, he's too stupid. He'll never know. You know, or I'm gonna go out and commit adultery. That that wife will never know it. She's too dumb. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. You know, it's it's really pitiful. But God knows it. God does he know. Does know. It. God and does that's know. what counts. That's what's going right. to determine your future. Right. Yeah. Sin, sin is always noticed by the one who really matters. Mm-hmm. All right. Amen. All right. Anybody else? Any other comments? Questions? You know, I think there's people that don't mean to do it, but they do it. Sin. Mm-hmm. And they say, you know, well, I didn't think that was sin. I didn't think it was wrong. But they're Right. And I know that, you know, when we think of sin, we think of the deepest and the darkest and the worst sin that that's out there, but truly every one of us are sinners. Okay? And so every one of us are are one step, one decision away from being just where that guy's at. Um, when we think of when we think of that wit, that out there, okay, out there sin, if you will. Um, I heard a preacher say that a man is capable of doing anything. He spends thirty days without prayer. You think about making decisions and and not praying and not spending time with the Lord. You're capable of doing anything, anything, if you don't spend time with the Lord. And uh, sin, sin, and that's the, that's the thing is that sin has to be treated wicked. I mean, every sin is wicked. Every sin is wicked. Every sin is wicked, no matter what sin it is. Uh, this is what was going to take place is that cost for them was going to be high. I mean, your sin that you think that no one knows about, it's going to cost you way more, way more than you could ever begin to imagine. Look at those very next verses. Not only was it going to cost them the price, if you will, uh, the, the amount that it was going to cost them, it was going to cost them sons and their daughters and their, and their men servants and maid servants, but then it was also going to cost them their property. In verse number 14, he says that he will take your fields and your vineyards and your olive yards, even the best. So what is the king going to do? The king's going to come in and he's going to take your sons. He's going to take your daughters. He's going to take your maidservants and your men servants, And then he's going to take your property, your land. It's going to be his. And not only that, he's going to take the best of it. He's going to take the best vineyard you have, the best olive yard you have. That's going to be the best. And then in that scripture, he says that your sons and your daughters will go out there and they will reap the harvest I mean, they'll sow the harvest, they'll reap the harvest, and the harvest will be the king's. Now, that's a high price. That's a high price. Do we understand that price? We understand. Every one of us are here. I'm not talking to baby Christians tonight. Every one of us here know that uh, there's a high price for sin. I mean, absolutely, this high price for the king, their decision to have a king, this decision... What this was, what they was wanting. This is, we want a king, we want a king. Well, here's, here's the amount. Here's what you got to pay. Okay. 
Look, not only will they lose their kids and their, and their, and their daughters and their sons and their men servants and their maid servants, but they're also going to lose their property. But Samuel's not done. Samuel's not done. He, began, he, he then begins to tell them, not only will you lose those things, <coughs> but in verse number uh, 17, he will take a tenth of your sheep. Not only will he take his vineyards, his, his children, his property, but then he'll start taking his animals. He'll take a tenth of the sheep. Then, then not only that, <clears throat> let's see here. In verse number, uh, yeah, verse number 17, verse number uh, 15, verse number 15, he says that he'll take a tenth of their seeds. So he's going to take a tenth of their seeds. He's going to take a tenth of their sheep. Do you know what he's doing? He's taxing them. You know, the children of Israel never paid a tax. They had never paid taxes before. This point. You're going to have taxes. You're going to have a king. Do you know why he's going to tax you? Because he's got to take care of the monarch. He's got to make sure the king is fed and the king's wife is fed and the children are fed and, the, and he's got to himself a big old kingdom. He's going to live high on a hog. He's going to take that from you. He's going to take that money from you. Much like our, I, 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 I don't get into politics today, but much like today, the government takes a lot from you, right? And leaves you with a little bit left, right? We're not, we're not going to talk about that, but all right, all right, all right. Sometimes more than others. But anyways, but truly, but truly, that's, what take, that's exactly what took place. That, hey, this is the price. This is the price. You want it? You want it? Hey, if you were told the price of your sin, would you take it? No. Be a bad decision. Those, those people are blinded by the devil. All right. Anybody else? Any other thoughts? We've got a couple more things to talk about before we move on. That's, that's a huge price. Do you think that's a huge receipt? Is that a receipt that you want to pay the bill on? Right, they'd never been taxed. They'd never had to have somebody take away their land and someone um, take a tenth of their seed and a tenth of their animals and, and their children and their sons and their daughters and their maidservants and men servants. They'd never had that taking place as far as it, a government concerned. That's right. They had it made. Yeah. They had to pay taxes. I mean, you look in America, you own a house. You say, oh, I'll pay for that house. No, that house ain't never going to get paid for. <laughs> you try not paying the tax on you're going to see somebody else going to own that home. <laughs> <laughs> Property tax. There's, there's taxes. There's, we pay taxes. Truly, we pay taxes on everything. That's right. That's right. As a nation, um, we pay taxes on everything. So we look, at, we look at what they've lost. Here's the price. Here's the price. Here's the price. Um, and then I want you to look at this last couple of verses and then we'll look at what Samuel is so adamant about or what the children of Israel are so adamant about. Look in verse number 18. And ye shall cry out in the day because of your king and ye shall, 
And ye shall have chosen you, which ye have chosen you. And the Lord will not what? Hear you. In that day. Why? Why? Let me ask you this, okay? Uh, I want you to respond. I want you to tell me what you think. Why? Okay, so they're going to cry out for help. And the Lord's not going to hear them. Why? Because they didn't listen. All right? It's good. It's good. The Lord would have been their king, but they chose not the Lord, but they chose a human king. Yep. Uh, mankind. They didn't want God as their king. And they refused him, even though they could see what he did from when they were slaves right. in Egypt on. He brought up miracles, everything happens. But just they Those things that God has done for you. Amen. Right. Right. What do you think? Why do you, why do you think, why, how is it possible that the Lord wouldn't hear them? Why do you think that would be possible? That the Lord would not hear them when they cried for help? They denied, they denied the Lord trying to rule them. They denied the Lord trying to rule them? Yeah, they, they, they denied him having any control over, over the people. They'd rather pick a king, a human being, over, you know. Over the Lord. Yes. But yet, if, the, if they would listen to Samuel, the Lord would have led them right, not try to take all the land. and They would give them land and not try to take it. But... Uh, they just rejected the Lord. They just hey, we don't need no Lord. No, no. Who, who, who's this guy? Right. You know, we want a king. We got. They we need. Gotta, they demanded to have a king. king. Forget about you, Lord. You know. Yeah. It's like that. Would it not be scary to be in a place you need help and not to have an answer for help? You know, nowadays, we think it's absolutely crazy not to travel with a cell phone, right? Or a gun. Or a gun, right? Because if you get in trouble, you can just call. Uh, newer cars, you can just push a button, right? We would think it's crazy not to travel with some type of device to be able to call for help. But this is the Lord telling them, if you call me, you won't get me. I will not answer. I will not hear you. Wouldn't that be scary? To be in a place where you absolutely need help, but you have placed yourself in a position that you can't get help because of the decisions you've made. It happens all the time. Christians, people want to live in sin and do sin and do sin and do sin and do sin, and then they hit rock bottom. Hey! Right, right. The Bible says if I regard iniquity in my heart, what does the rest of that verse say? God will not what? He won't be able to hear me. Do you know why? Because of sin. Do you know why the children of Israel were in that position? Do you know why they were going to be in that position? Because of sin and living outright against what God wanted them to do. Sin. 
Sin will cause us not to be able to communicate with God. It blocks it. Have you ever had a cell phone and it wouldn't go out and it wouldn't call and you couldn't send a text and you couldn't see what's going on? No, your cell phones are perfect. They've never done anything like that before, have they? You've never dropped a call. Hold on, I'm going through the mountains. I'll call you back, right? I have no signal over here. Don't go to Nederland Dollar General because you won't have a signal in there. Look, we'll get lost if we don't have the option to be able to call with our phone, but how, how lost will we be if we try to call the Lord and we can't because we have sin in our life because we're too busy sinning and doing wrong and living wrong and we can't get a hold of somebody who can help us. The Lord's the one that can help us. The Lord's, the, and I know this too, okay? Uh, that iniquity is outright living in sin, okay? I know it's wrong. I know what I'm doing is wrong, and I still choose to do it. That is unconfessed in outright sin, okay? So if I sin today, I confess my sins, God hears me, okay? And he understands, and, and we go forward. If I confess, Bible says in 1 John chapter 1, verse 9, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins. And so when I sin and I mess up and I do something I shouldn't, I can run back to the throne and ask Christ for forgiveness. And guess what? When I sin and when I mess up, he'll forgive me every time. But if I live in outright sin, God will not be able to hear me. And so I believe, I truly believe this is what he was showing them you want to live that way? You want to do that way? You want to... This is the price. Your sons, your daughters, your manservants, your maidservants, your, your property, your money, everything the king is going to take from you. And then when you cry for help, one, the king's not going to help you. Then number two, I'm not going to hear you. Because I want to tell you, when you mess up and you get in sin and you do wrong, do something you know you shouldn't do, the devil ain't going to be there to help you. The devil ain't going to be there to help pull you up and help get you back on your feet and help wipe you down and help clean you up and help get you back on the road. The only one that's going to help you do that is Jesus Christ. And if you have some good people, those people will help get you back on your feet and get you straight back where you need to go. And we need those type of people. People, when people mess up, when people do wrong, you know what needs to happen? They need to be restored and they need to be brought back to the place where they were. That's exactly what needs to happen. <coughs> we see in this text the sin. We see, I, I liken it under sin, but the amount, the price that they were going to pay. But look in verse number 20 and verse number 19. And I'm going to, I'm, I'll be ending this, ending this in just a minute. But in verse number 19, what did they say unto him? Read that word to me, verse number 19. Nevertheless, the people refused to obey the voice of Samuel. Do you know what they said? Was you talking to me? All right, let's do it. Nevertheless, the people disobeyed the voice of Samuel. Do you know what they did to Samuel? So what? Who cares? Who cares? Who cares if that's, what you want to, if that's what you want to say? If I handed you the receipt for that kind of a bill, man, you, would, you and I all would run and hide because we wouldn't want to pay that bill. Not a one of us would want to pay that bill. But the children of Israel said, here, I'll take that bill. All right, forget you. I'm doing it. Yeah. 
And they outright disobeyed God. They were disobedient to God. They didn't care. They did not care what God said. Give us a king. And when they chose to outright disobey the will of God, they got what they wanted. God gave it to them. God allowed them to have a king. And when they got a king, guess who they got? Saul. You realize that if they would have waited on God, they would have got David. Yep, that's right. That's right. But they didn't. When they wanted to have things their way and they demanded a king, God gave them Saul. Saul was ah, a decent king, but at the end, man, he was wicked. And then God rejected him from being king because of his disobedience to him. Now, you're going to force the issue and, and you choose what God wants. Yeah, I'm going to choose what God wants for my life or are you going to let God choose? You want God's will or your will? You want David or Saul? David was a godly king. Did David make some mistakes? Yeah, just like you and me. That's right. He did. He made some boneheaded mistakes. Yeah, he did. Well, the Bible says that David was a man after God's own heart. You tell me why. Because he sought God. He loved God. He worshiped God. Nevertheless, how sad is it that that scripture reads, nevertheless? They disobeyed the voice of Samuel. What do you do, what do, you do when, God, when God pricks your heart in a message in a sermon that you've heard at church? All right, let's go home. All right. Forget what that preacher said. What, what, do, you, what do you do when you read something in the scripture that says, oops, I probably shouldn't do, do that. Nah, it's no big deal. Let's go. That choice is the same choice the children of Israel make. If we choose, God shows it to us right here, plain black and white, right in between our eyes, and we choose to do our own thing, guess what we're choosing? The exact same thing Israel does. To outright disobey God. What would happen to you, Brother David, what would happen to you as growing up as a kid if you would have outright disobeyed your mom and dad? What would happen? You, I mean, they would have patted you on the back, gave you a big raise, got you a big chocolate bar, no. told you how they were, how proud of they were of you, and all that, right? My relationship with my mother was a, a love relationship, and when I broke her trust, my heart was broke. So I pretty much tried to stay where she was. Within the bounds, right? Because you didn't want to break that. But I, I did. I come in drunk one night, or drinking. And it was late at night, and I didn't want her to smell my breath. And that only happened one time. And uh, I, it embarrassed me to death, you know. Because I, I love my mother. I didn't. It's hard to explain how you end up in a situation like that where you. But I, again, I was just young, man, about 14 years, 15 years old. So. Yes, sir. But you didn't want to disappoint. No. You didn't want to break that line, that boundary, that that you didn't want to disappoint who you were looking forward to or whoever it is. And truly, is, is that not the type of relationship we ought to have with God? 
Now, we, we should not want to outright disobey God, look God straight in the face and say, I don't care what you say. I don't care for sure care what that preacher says. I'm doing what I want to do. Now, I mean, truly, is that, is that the type of life that we ought to live? No. But sadly enough, okay, I know a lot of things are wrong and I still do them. Man, I shouldn't have did that. Man, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> We're all not perfect, brother. <laughs> Get lives all I can say. Take a number. <laughs> no, we're not perfect. We're not perfect, but but we shouldn't on purpose in God's face knowingly say no. You know. So we gotta be careful. We need to be careful because I know that sometimes we look, uh, and again, we want to classify sin, okay? We want to say bad stuff over here and over here. You know, I'm not, I'm not doing like they're doing. But again, it's one of those things, you know, one of those beams that are in our eyes that we're looking at this guy rather than looking at ourselves, make sure that we're right, okay? So uh, anyways, any thoughts or questions, we'll close. Okay. All right. You guys are quiet. Okay. Well, I didn't mean to scare you. All right. Sin is not. Sin is ugly. Sin's an ugly subject. They sure, people sure don't like to hear the preacher preach on sin. Yeah. Sir? No, people don't want to hear what sin is, but truly, especially when it reaches close to the heart, you know, I mean, truly, I, I mean, I don't like, I don't, I mean, I don't necessarily enjoy the preacher preaching on my sin, but I know that I need it and I need to adjust it if I'm, if I'm feeling convicted of something when the preacher's talking about sin. Now, that's me. I've got to adjust that for me and for the Lord that I don't want to break his heart. It's good. All right, anybody else or anything else? We'll close. Well, you, you know, people don't want to hear it, but it's your job to. That's right. As a, oh, absolutely. absolutely. To put it out there for them. Right. To tell them, hey, right. that's sin. You don't do that. You know, that sin will ruin you. you know, right. That's your job. Right. And, uh, and you're doing the work of the Lord. Yeah, sure, people don't want to hear it. We're all sinners, you know? Right. I mean, right. hey, like, you know, Get in line, take a number. I mean, we'll, right. we're not all perfect. That's true. That's but true. It, but I mean, it is my job. It is my job not to hold back. It is my job to, to tell like it is, to tell the yeah, truth. That's right. And if it, if it you know, um, I'm, not, I'm not trying to uh, offend. I'm not trying to make people mad. I'm not trying to upset people. But truly, um, if I talk about your sin and it upsets you, I'm not going to apologize for it. If it's Bible, okay? If it's my opinion, then, you know, we, we, can, we can disagree. But if it's Bible, it doesn't matter. There is no, it doesn't matter. You know, I heard a preacher say one time, if the Bible says it, I, I agree. And then, uh, the, what does it say? How does it say? What is the statement it says? Come on, help me. If, if, hold on, say that again. If God said it, I believe it, and that settles it. But then, you know what, to, to be honest, God said it, and that settles it. It doesn't matter whether I believe it or not. You know, it doesn't really matter. That's right.
It doesn't really matter. Amen. All right, let's pray. Lord, we love you. Thank you for tonight. Thank you for everyone that's here.